Collins is next. Hello everyone and welcome once again to Fun Point, a podcast where two friends force each other to listen to new music. I'm Eddie Colasso and with me as always is Brooks Oglesby. Hi everybody. Hi Brooks. Hey man. <laughs> How was your week? My stomach hurts from laughing. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know if I'm going to be even able to, you know, fully contribute to this to this episode because in, you know, aside from my normal issues, my gut is fully busted. <laughs> like... Yeah, we busted again. We longtime listeners will know that like we've had this long plan that someday we're going to do Robo American Studies, a Futurama podcast. But what always stops us is, well, it's just going to be it's just going to be us meeting up and just being like, well, I like that joke. That was really funny. Mm-hmm. And that's my worry for today. Yeah, that we're going to think our, our we're pushing both the definitions of music and comedy today. <laughs> Uh, what's uh, improvisations to music by by whom? By uh, Nichols and May, Nichols uh, the and famous May. comedy duo who sort of helped to create improv comedy as we know it. Um, create comedy duo, sort of a progenitor to podcasts in a lot of. There would be no Colin Mockery Backstreet Boys without mm-hmm. this album. Mm-hmm. There would be uh, there would be no none of that. Was that because people heard it and they're like, we got to do better than this? <laughs> Like we gotta make yeah. It. This is this this is ground zero for Sigma grind set comedy duos. Yeah, they're like we got this album. The... Mm-hmm. P- so for those of you who don't know, it's it's like a made up play. It's you know it's mm-hmm. never before, never again, baby. It's mm-hmm. uh um because you know I've been I've been I've been on the improv Sigma grind for about a decade now. Mm-hmm. Um, still waiting for Eddie to to jump into the deep end and mm-hmm. uh, just get out it's, there. It's and, weird that uh, no one else decided to make an album Jersey scene album like this ever since then. No, um, so this is all sort of made up on the spot, and it seems like the the songs are what is the inspiration. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a little, like, Chopin uh, piano, and it's like, oh, what if this was, like, a grown woman, like, talking like a baby and saying, daddy, daddy, over and over again. Like, what if that was it for four minutes? Mm-hmm. And I think over COVID, I'll speak to my experience recorded improv is tough mm-hmm. uh sort of channel lean contexts in terms of the delivery method live improv is always the best because you know you're there you know can i get a suggestion of a of a location to orgy <laughs> and then it's like you then they go to an orgy and it's like that's you know that they just made that up because you just told them orgy yeah there's there's no way to hold elaine and mike accountable on this one which yeah. i think hurts it a little bit yeah and and the thing i was thinking of is like as this is you know i don't i'm no expert on the technology of the time i don't know how they uh, chiseled this into stone tablets and then had it us had uh-huh, us you know yeah. take it into our ear holes but were these all of like the best skits <laughs> that they had <laughs> like <laughs> Like, you essentially have an infinite... Because you don't have to do it in front of the audience, right? Right. It's, it's like, there's always... You know, it's like... It, it always seems like Wayne Brady has the heat. And I don't want... I don't mean any disrespect. He's he's an immensely talented improviser. But, like, there's... We're definitely seeing, like, at best, probably a third of what happens during a Who's Line taping. Yeah, you know, sure. uh-huh. Like, there, there's a lot of stinkers. There's a lot... And we're, we're getting the best of and that's the way that it should work. Mm-hmm. Um... The now some of these, as you mentioned, do appear on the the eventual best of compilation that they oh, do. Oh, so they did this multiple times. Yeah, they did three albums, all of which like went platinum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I noticed um, 
this this album peaked uh, at number 39 on the Billboard 200 in 1958. Fantastic. Um, do you want to, can I, can I just give you a little, I, I mean, taste? if, I if, up the... if all you have is like the ABC song, you know, to hear people saying well, full words is going to really, the, um, yeah. So I looked up the billboard hot 100 for that week in 1958, 64 years ago when this album came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number 37 was Chantilly Lace. That was still, mm-hmm. that was still, yeah, hidden. still going, number 35 huh? was Jingle Bell Rock. So this is beaten by Jingle Bell Rock, the and, album. And when did this drop in like August of... June 1958. Okay, and Jingle Bell Rock still going strong. Okay, and number one was a song called "The Chipmunk Song" by the band called The Chipmunks, and I Great. don't even know if that's an Alvin thing. I think that might be a separate thing. Okay, I think that, that might be like their hamster dance song. Okay, is that like the oh. Christmas song about how he wants a hula hoop? No, yeah, I looked it up. That is that is me. I want a hula hoop song. Okay, that was so, the number one. So song. it's it's June of 1956, and the Christmas Chipmunk song is is sweeping the nation. Now it makes it's sense like, why ev- when the Beatles said "I want to hold your hand," everyone just fucking died. Like, yeah, because they actually were the first band to kind of create like songs as we know them. It's weird that we did Abbey Road a while ago, and both of us were kind of like, oh, they're going to be fucking boop-de-boo, skip to my loo, I want to hold your hand. And then we both ended up liking it more than we thought we would. Mm. This is the opposite, I think, where yeah. it's like, I mean, I didn't, I know you, I'm sure you didn't have very high expectations, but like, and this might get me blacklisted from the improv scene, you know, because I'm, I'm talking about the Titans here. Uh. But sometimes, like, I went and I watched uh, a silent uh, Harold Lloyd movie, the the one where he's hanging from the, the clock tower or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's all mm-hmm. it's all just, like, music and subtitles and shit. That was genuinely funny mm-hmm. for a lot of it. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's still kind of a chore because it's 150 years ago. But, like, there's a lot of shit where it's like, oh, wow, I can see how this is influential. Mm-hmm. Um, this, yeah, this didn't hit me very hard. And you mentioned on the last one, like, capital c comedians like praise this as like a seminal work yeah i was looking i looked up the on the mike and uh the nichols and may um wikipedia page Uh, in a pitchfork interview stand-up comedian john mulaney described a mike and uh mike and elaine album as one of his favorite comedy albums of all time he got it he got it he got one of his albums one of their albums for christmas when he was in junior high and it changed everything for him so that's why he's canceled. Because... That's why he's canceled because he said it was good. <laughs> yeah, <he's... laughs> and yeah, it, this... it kind of well in the sense that it kind of influenced like his entire manner of speaking and how he presents himself. Right, like, that's how everyone was at this time. So it makes sense right. that if you hear that as a child, you're like, "Well, I think I ought to tell some real knee slappers." You know, right? Then... You heard the first song, uh, "Cocktail Piano," which was about cheating on your wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh, but, this is really influential. Y- you know, I I go into every fun point. With an open open mind and open ears. Yeah, and I respect right? that so much about you. And I think I got to, like, the third track, and I was still waiting for a joke. Uh, yeah, that's that hit me also. I, uh, I'm i sure we'll get to it, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah, I the had... Third hold track? on, let, let, me go through, let me go through my notes quick. I think... That was the dentist. The dentist, track. yes. I think I left... If not, 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 you know, a whole full belly laugh or anything. Uh, but, but I think a, a, I gave at least a sensible chuckle two times. Yeah, at the, at the third at the third skit scenario, the mm. dentist. I started to panic a little bit, and I had mm. to look up to make sure it was listed as a comedy album. Mm-hmm. And luckily, it is. It's it a, is. You know, yes, it is classic. defined as a, cha- a chamber pop comedy album. 
Yeah. Um, and you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm in the interest of fairness. I feel like if, you know, I, I would like to say right now, you know, if you put, if you put me in a time machine and sent me back to 1958, I could just go out there and like make do like poo poo doo doo comedy and like immediately become triple platinum. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't think, I don't know if they were ready for sort of my raw twisted sensibilities. Yeah. It's like, wh- how, it's gotta be hard to go platinum in the comedy scene in 1958. I, yeah, cause how many others do we know did it, right? So this was a monumental success for them. I feel like George Carlin was like 80 years after this album was released. Yeah. I can't believe, I, Elaine May is still alive and I'm like, there's no way that any, either of them lived at the same time as George Carlin. Mm. Uh, well, you want to get into it? Yeah, let's let's crank this. The out. first track um, on here is "Cocktail Piano," and it's a delightful. It puts you right in Piccadilly. You know, yes. you're at a nice dinner. You're at the uh-huh. Olive's Garden. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The first and the guy, he's like, "Hey, uh, let me order a drink here." You know that kind of thing. Right. And a I was like, "Character choice." I was like, "Oh boy, I can't wait for this guy to talk in this voice for the entire album." <laughs> well, you're in luck. I was wrong because uh, <laughs> they they do a lot of different ones here. Yeah, they're you know they. They set the groundwork for a lot of... They wouldn't... If we could get Elaine May on the show, I bet she would love Batman henchman voice. She yeah. would, oh, I wish I wish Mike was here to hear that. If, if going... Go, <laughs> uh, Brooks going back in time. Hello, grandmother. It's me. Me going back in time to Elaine May. There's a character called Mrs. Manini. <laughs> Wait till you hear this. Yeah, it's... Uh, and, you know, it's... So much of the joke of Mrs. Manini is that we see her distantly through a window. <laughs> yes, I'm laughing just thinking about it. I know, and they, they don't have that... You know, it wouldn't be the same as if we were just listening to Mr. Bucciarati at Olive Garden, and then mm. you heard, It's me, Mrs. Manini, out here through a... Actually, that is funny. That is funny, her being, <laughs> is, I'm out yeah. here in a window, come come help me out here in this window in, Mr. in, in Mr. Venezia. Mr. Bucciarati, the drugs, the drugs kill my son. And we and we it's, laugh and we have a good time. Yeah, I was gonna say it's hard. It would be hard to do improv that's audio only, but no, they're mm. they're shit in the bed on this one. Mm. It's it's Mike. He's he's taking his secretary Miss Lamus on a date, and he's like, "What do you want to drink?" And they're just like not we, telling. We get, they're we a get ginger like ale. we get twenty seconds in before the first like she, he's like, "What do you want?" He's like, "What do you want to drink?" Uh, uh, a uh, uh, stinkeroo. Well, that's a. Uh, that's a certified woman tendency drink, dear. Like you suggested uh, it. Like, what right. do you mean? And the since it's since since it is 1958, the entire sort of turn, if you can even call that, mm-hmm. uh, of this, there are there are some skits on this that are com- still completely foreign to me. What the joke is? Yeah. But this one in the classic 1958 fashion is: Wouldn't it be funny if you took your secretary out to dinner and like tried to smash, and she said yes? Yeah. Uh, they to 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 really set the stage here they spend about this this tracks what like four and a half minutes they spend about two and a half of those minutes talking about the fucking mimeograph yeah i had to look up in the interest of transparency i had to look up what a mimeograph was because there's a and listen if any improvisers who are looking to hire me to a very lucrative improv contract Mm -hmm. i'm just playing a character right now Mm. i i have a great deal of respect for what mike and elaine have both done outside of this mm-hmm. like like elaine may she directed like mikey and nikki and the and uh and uh what's the one i like the most a, a new leaf like i really like she stars in it she's fucking wonderful mike mm-hmm. nichols did the graduate which is one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. but it seems like there's 
Mike just sort of does the scene dressing. He does the scene painting of like, hello, and I'm here with my secretary and I've got a, a big hog. Mm-hmm. And then she comes in as like a crazy obsessive character, like a very mm-hmm. purple monkey dishwasher holds up sport kind of character. Mm-hmm. Very much proto that where her thing is that she gets very passionate about like ink and a mimeograph, mm-hmm. which is sort of the spork of the 50s. Well, the you know, the other girls at the job, they... He, she's clear. He's like, ah, oh, well, they don't care about that kind of garbage. And she's yeah, like, she's oh, like, no, they c- they're not lazy. They just don't understand how important ink is. Mm-hmm. And I That's, think yeah. at this point I was like, th- I think the joke is that this is like not sexy and they're supposed to be talking sexy to each other. Uh-huh. Like uh, you're normally you're at a candlelight dinner. You're normally talking about like, so what kind of condom do you like? But <laughs> yes. he's talking about, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's always what I'm usually talking about at candlelit dinners. Uh-huh. But she's like, I love ink. Ink, yes, for the mimeograph specifically. Uh, and, and then she says, you know, the the job is important because it, we're a big family. We're like all, right. you know, in this together. Uh, we're not we're not employers and employees. We're just a That's big right. mimeograph household and we like to take turns using it. Yeah. And my wife loves to go on vacation. Yeah. Um, by the way. He said, he's like, and uh, my wife, uh, my whore wife goes out to the mountains. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh. And then he pauses for the only time on the record for the audience to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's the big hitter. He did say that uh, when his wife is out, he just likes to, to rattle around the house with him in the hi-fi. I want to see a setup. I yeah. Just, look, I yeah, can see a setup. Like, yeah, Elaine is just like, I only have the, the cringe, like, Best Buy style Mickey Mouse record player. Yeah. She says, she says, I really love music. I don't understand it or anything because I'm a woman, but I know what I like. Right. And then he like honks his big clown horn when yeah. he says that to indicate, I wish they did. I wish this had funny sound effects. Uh-huh. But uh, we just have the delightful music of the cocktail piano. Uh, and he's like, hey, why don't you uh, come on over to my apartment and uh, take a look at my dog? And she says, I don't know. And he says, my wife is not there, by the way. Yeah. And it's 915 p.m. Yeah. Wait, then, oh, check please. And, and hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> respect where it's due. This is where one of the greatest comedy tropes was seems to have been invented. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, oh, well, I may have to catch my train uh, after. And he literally goes, oh, Morris, and check please. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, and then, you know, he's she's like, oh, well, I guess we'll uh, let's see if you can handle me. And then he goes, gulp. So and, I uh, I thought that it was going to be like the joke is that like she doesn't want to go to his house. Yeah, but then she just she sort of like I don't even want to say like acquiesces. She's just like, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Funny. <laughs> Great. We're, we're laughing. We're laughing is... because we know. Yeah, maybe, you know, usually when I go to stand-up shows, I'm like, oh, there's a fucking opener. This sucks. Mm-hmm. This Maybe there should have been an opener. Like, they should have gotten, yeah, like, yeah, baby yeah. Steve Martin on this to be, like, a wild and crazy guy or something. Uh-huh. So just warm me up. Uh, The next track is called Mysterioso. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's in this one. It, yeah, if I said, okay, Brooks, we're going to do a comedy skit called Mysterioso. It would be would, so funny. What would you think that would entail? It like, would be like, so to me, I'm thinking like, we're at a villain's lair, uh-huh. and it's like, but he's like a fail villain. Yeah. Like, he named himself, or most, you know, J. Jonah Jameson names most villains, but he like named, it's sort of a Professor Chaos, Dr. Horrible kind mm-hmm. of fail villain kind of thing. What were you I, thinking? I was thinking either something like that, or it's like um, a luchador. 
like it's a wrestling scene. Ooh, I like that. And Mysterioso is like someone, you know, we could have a very um, easily identifiable celebrity, like it's Danny DeVito or something. Sure. And he's like, I'm Mysterioso. I'm no freaking one Mysterioso. Yeah, and, and like everyone has to pretend like they don't know who Mysterioso is, except right. like one person who is like, this is clearly Danny DeVito. And then everyone right. gets his ass. <laughs> Like that would be my skit for this title, <laughs> right? Um, and then we we hire like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio to dress up like Danny DeVito and sit in the crowd for one Mysterioso match. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, like exactly. no, that can't be Mysterioso. That can't be Danny DeVito. He's and, in the crowd. Yeah, and it's clearly not him. Like that's kind of the bit I would want. That's this. a great. But what if it was just like you're on a train with somebody? You're on a train doing. Listen, they're doing what I believe are Russian accents. I didn't even, I was, I, that's what I thought also, but it's like, it's like a robot vampire Transylvanian Russian. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I don't. I, I think the joke in this one is that they're like spies, but all of the things they're saying to like clue each other in on their mission are very silly. Yeah, they they have banal tasks, but they're, yeah. ta- they're talking like super spies. Yeah. He's like, oh. also, it- also, Elaine, I got a bone to pick with you because she's fucking with short kings over here. Yeah, she shouldn't have said that. She should not have said those things. She's like, oh, I do not trust a conductor because he is short. Yeah, like, that, that's joking sh- out. That's not that's you're going to alienate part of your audience. You don't exactly. Want to do that. Yeah. So for those of you who didn't listen to this and they're just listening along to the show, number one, fuck you. Go listen to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so fucking funny. And it's, it's not really it's, funny. It's like how improv shows are always really funny. But if I like went to, went to Eddie and I was like, dude, I just had the best improv show. So here's what happened. Mm-hmm. All right. So we were all like freaking uh, Vikings and we were at the laundromat. Like it's it would be mm-hmm. so funny if you saw it, but it's just not funny to recount. It's like a dream. Mm-hmm. So you got to go listen to it. Number two, just to paint the picture, they're all talking like the fitter, happier Radiohead robot. Yeah. <laughs> like, it starts with him. It's the fucking, it's like a little, like, evil, villainous piano bar music. And then he's like, I changed my seat. I do not, I do not. too warm. I do not want starch in my collar. Yeah. One minute in to this laugh riot, mm-hmm. uh, Elaine May is spelling the word elbows slowly. Yes. So... You know, just to be clear that we're talking about elbows and not belbows or something of the sort. Yeah. So we learned that there's a there's a secret. They're on a train and they have a secret evil tunnel plan that we don't know all about yet. But Mike is like, when we go into the tunnel, you will reach into my collar and take the ticket. And then we learn that it's like for freaking laundry or something. Go to the good humor ice cream in order to fudge sickle. And that... That was the first moment where I was like, okay, this is a comedy album because mm-hmm. Elaine May made the comedic choice to say a funny word. Yes, she said fudgesicle. She, yeah. So. <laughs> or that'd be a fudgical. And then mm-hmm. if it melts on my right trouser, that means I will need the clothes by Wednesday. Yeah. And and then she says like fudgical a bunch of times. And uh-huh. All of these, uh, again, it's like the start of a bit that was never full. It's like when you go, we'll, we'll, we'll workshop it, we'll get around to it. And then they just never did that. Like, yeah. it never got to that point. Between every track, there should be two minutes of silence, and it should be, like, for all aspiring comedians in 1958, it's like, all right, that was the setup. Where do you think, how can you make it funny now? Like, Yeah, please, let Show us, us the turn. Yeah. We're doing all of this scene dressing, and, uh, yeah, take us home. 45 mil- minutes full of setups and no punchlines. That's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of post-comedy, if right. you think about it. 
It's a 45-minute YouTube compilation of Peter Griffin being like, that reminds me of the time, and then it just continues the scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I guess that's it. Yeah, let you know. Let's keep let's let's keep this train rolling. Let's talk about the dentist. Second piano concerto parentheses the dentist. That's uh, a, musically we got we're a music podcast. We got to talk about the music for a little bit. Oh, I, every track is just like a twinkling piano in the background. Yeah, like, there should have been like one you know twangling country guitar or something. Yeah, there's at one point they get into a little jaunty ragtime tune. And then yeah. it just stops like 30 seconds after that. Yeah, so. that's definitely the most high concept one. I can't wait to talk about that one. Yeah, so yeah, we're yeah. in a dentist's office and their names are Adolph and Reba. And Mike is looking into Elaine's mouth in mm-hmm. a dentist way. So, yeah, the, the joke of this one is she's she's at the dentist and, and he's a dentist. But they, they've Isn't been in funny? love this whole time and never. So there there was one thing that I, I got kind of like some type of emotional reaction to. Sure. Is when she's like, oh, I, I can't believe you'd fall in love with me after looking at my nasty, gross teeth, <laughs> looking at my destroyed tooth. Uh-huh. And, and then he's like, oh, well, uh, we can't we can't be together because I'm going to work as a dentist in a leper colony. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that's one of the funniest places you could go. Uh, So here's he, here's my my like one and a half laughs about it sure she's like oh you you've inspired me i'm going to be a dental assistant hygienist right and he just goes oh reba you know nothing about teeth <laughs> like i don't know why <laughs> just that yeah that's a that's like a it feels like that was like an authentic like thing that like he wasn't even like i'm saying a joke now and it, yeah that's those are the best jokes that improv baby mm-hmm. um i also want to give mike the sort of auteur's respect for mm. i think there was like an anti-british joke in this i i don't yeah i, guess. I didn't catch it until like, like i did a last pass right before we recorded and i picked up that like when elaine may is like my fucking chompers i'm gonna pop your tires with my strong front teeth and all that shit mm. like he was like oh reba reba when i looked into your mouth i saw that you were english clear through and like i mm. think that's like a the first reference of like british people have bad teeth i think they classic that just then. classic bit yeah mm-hmm. john uh, mulaney was like ah racism right i'm writing uh, it down yeah um and then yeah so they talk for eight or nine minutes about like where to chew and like where your taste buds are located on your tongue because it's the 50s mm-hmm. and they believe that hmm and um, then they so last last uh, episode the the funny word that they got stuck on stuck on was fudgical. Mm-hmm. They love saying Saudi Arabia in this. They're so, like, what a funny place. Yeah. So that the, the think of the most wild place you can think of. Oh, Saudi Arabia. Um, and she says that like she's gonna also go do dentist in Saudi Arabia. Right. And then he's like. Oh yes, there's please learn something about teeth you can pass on to the Arabians. Like, okay. Yeah. Cool. I get yeah, I get. And then I think I think I my my joke sense tingled. Cause, you know, they're like they're talking, you know, they're lovers and they're leaving each other and it's very sad and they're gonna miss each other. And then she's like she's in reverie and she's like, I know more about oroprophylactics than I ever have about anything. And mm-hmm. I was I feel like talking about using the word prophylactic, like that's yeah. that's a joke. Because I yeah, think in nineteen fifty they they had condoms in nineteen fifty eight. They did they didn't have the parental advisory sticker yet, but this one would have got yeah. slot with it. If you, you told know. me that condoms were invented three thousand years ago, I'd believe you. And also if you told me they were invented in nineteen ninety five, I would believe you. Yeah, there's there's just no way to know. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's just that's sort of the rhythm is like Mike is like, OK, I'm going to set the scene. And then like Elaine, she comes in and holds up Spork. Yeah. And I will say, I thought, you know, I don't know a lot about the where people were at in 1958. Um, we didn't get to that in history class. I was mm-hmm. very glad that um, this was about a guy named Adolf and they didn't go there. I was really expecting yeah. that was going to be the turn. Yeah. But no, it was just like a name, I guess. Yeah, and said he's just called that and he's a dentist. Yeah. So. And, it's you know, it's like her name was Reba. And I was like, OK, that's going to be funny because like, yeah. Reba McIntyre. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess they didn't know her yet. Sad. Uh, after... At, for some reason, after this track played, I don't know how, but it started playing again on, on my listening. And I was like, oh, damn, this one was so good, they decided to do it twice. <laughs> or I thought it would be like an alternate take or something. Yeah, so, it's, so it's, I had, it's, it's game and improv. It's the, the patterns make even deeper laughs. Once, so I had to go back. I went like two minutes in and I was like, oh, shit, this is just the same thing. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, should we go on to Everybody's Doing It? This is the jaunty candy shop style uh, piano on this yeah. one. So this is like a an old ragtime, you know, type type feel. You're this at, one like, fucking old, sucks, dude. They're at an old saloon and they're just like, uh, somebody killed the poets. Like, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad they did. Uh, this is if this like- is the result. This is you know, this is like if the spoken word at the end of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy didn't slap. Yeah. Like yeah. they got the us living as we do upside down. Like there Elaine is just up there like they're poo poo pee doo Rudy too. Do you wear a tattoo? Do you see mm-hmm. the USA in your Chevrolet? Smoke Marlboro cigarettes. Yeah. Fitter, happier, more productive. it's mm-hmm. Like Mike starts going off about Roto Rooter sewer service, which I'm sure was very funny at the time. He's just saying, like Roto Rooter would be the the it, it was kind of like the Dick Sporting Goods of today, you know? Yeah, that I was mean, like the, the funniest closest you could legally say to like saying poop or butt on the radio. Yeah, exactly. This um, is the point where I was like, "What is this about? Where is my genius page?" Because this yeah. is, I think, the first one that we are fully raw dogging. Like yep, we don't no, even have the lyrics, let no, alone well, the genius. Maybe if John Mulaney wasn't busy, we could get some. You know, insight, yeah. but he seems to have some shit going on, like a yeah. like a sold out tour. So, right, yeah, he's he's so busy. Uh-huh. Um, did you like at least when they started saying like uh, writers from English class? Uh, sure. He was like, "Where is Emily Dickinson and Sarah yeah. Teasdale? Where, where is, is Robert Frost and Edgar Guest? Yeah, where is T. S. Eliot? No one knows." Like, okay. <laughs> That's the way the critters get around in the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know what this is. Sub- I it I don't think so. I, I'm giving I wonder, big- you know what? You know what? I'm beginning to wonder how many of these are like SNL skits where it's like a parody of something that was in at the time. Right. Like this is where like Eisenhower was always doing these speeches about seeing the USA in a Chevrolet. Yeah, 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 exactly. And we're just missing because, yeah, they're they're getting Spiro Agnew's ass on this one. Uh huh. And we just have no frame of reference for it. Right. Um, it's going to be like when our grandkids, like when they see the like lip syncing Trump lady, they're going to be mm. like, why is why did they think this is funny? And it's like, oh, you had to be there. But it was so funny. It was really funny. It was so funny. So I think it feels like they're making fun of people with I don't think it's a straightforward like mm-hmm. the young people don't don't read the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe anymore. It seems like they're like making fun of the people who thumb up their nose, but I don't I know guess. who they're making fun of specific because they're like 
at the end mike like scolds the listener for like yeah. making the authors go away and yeah like, like and then the song ends and the song doesn't even end and i think that's the joke you get one of those at the end so that's how you know it's comedy yeah they invented that just then that was so mm-hmm. cool one of the most sampled uh yeah. musical riffs of all <laughs> Be- time between that and the looney tunes factory song yeah <laughs> That would have been great if one of these sketches opened up with like da 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 da. Yeah. You would you would have such a strong sense of scene. It would be great. Oh, but they're doing something you wouldn't like. They're CEOs, you know, like they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing something so, something fancy. Yeah, and then Elaine, she would come up and she would be like, uh, "Excuse excuse me, boss. I uh, I'm six years old and my fingers got caught in the machines and I died. Can I please go home from work?" And he'd be like, "Oh, Sonny." No, <laughs> no, Sonny, your mother's at home right now, and we can't possibly go back there. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so we're about halfway through improvisations to music. Mm-hmm. You're in 1958 right now. You're hanging mm-hmm. out with me. We're we're smoking like grass from a lawn in 1958, mm-hmm. and we got we brought over all the our friends from the comedy friends club in high school. Mm-hmm. Are you flipping this record or are you cutting bait? Because you told you told us that this is like the funniest comedy record. You spent your a month's allowance on it. Are you flipping the record or are you saying like, oh, I guess they lost it. I guess See, this that, isn't that's good. the thing. I guess at the time I'm flipping the record over because what else are you going to do? Like, yeah you, yeah, you can't play Hades yet. Exactly. It's not even remotely possible. Yeah. Uh, you just got to remember idea, when she said prophylactics. Yeah. The idea of a pocket monster was not even uh, a seed in anyone's mind. Oh, no. If you if you said bulky pivot to Mike Nichols, <laughs> he would spontaneously combust. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm complaining about the fucking tree textures in Sword and Shield. And he's like, <laughs> he's like this, this is what I said yeah. on everybody's doing it. So to understand Dexit, you have to understand Brexit. Let me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah I'm I'm reading the back of the album uh, and I'm saying oh guys it's really gonna slap the next one's called Bach to Bach which is wordplay because it's like back to back which is, mm-hmm. is an idiom that was just invented. Uh, well, before we flip this uh, this bad boy over to side B, uh, you want to check out the Patreon? Yeah, I'd like that. Dot com slash post game of thrones. Yeah. Where if you like, Recover you can donate from to the us. Laughs. Uh, one dollar a month, you get all of our bonus content, including words and deeds. That's about Metal Gear. We got to wrap up Metal Gear Solid Five. Sometime yeah. soon. So we gotta, we gotta get to uh, <laughs> that joke works every week. Yeah. We gotta get to to Skullface's big speech. Uh-oh. Yeah, we gotta get to uh, Eli's classic Sahelanthropus plan. Yes. that has a resolution. Uh, five dollars gets you. What does it get you? You can request an album for us to listen to. Yeah, like That's we'll do it. at the end of the show. Like we'll do. Yeah, right here today. Yeah, P- there's please two other continue. And May albums. Please continue listening. <laughs> Um, and, uh, oh, you also get uh, all the, the bonus stuff I do with Kim. That's on there. Jim Carrey. Uh, name of the year's there. You know what it is. Yeah. Uh, $5, you get shoutouts at the end of the episodes, and you can request, uh, other improvisational comedy albums for us to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, $10 gets you all that, plus special user status in Discord, and we'll make a Fire Pro Wrestling monster for you, in your vision, if you want us to make a character called The Dentist. Uh, that'd be, that'd be, yeah, like Isaac Yankum. I'm just going to download the Isaac Yankum character and rename yeah. it the Dentist Nichols and May. <laughs> Thank you for the money. Yeah, his entrance music will slap. It'll be it's, great. It's yeah, it, it's going to be the take Luigi's me out factory. to the ball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I just had a thought. Yeah. When when did uh when did God Bless America come out? I'm gonna say God Bless America came out in let's see. 1889. That's what I'm saying. Because I'm thinking like whenever that came out, that had to have Okay, 1918 and revised Damn. in 1938. I need to because I want to know how this did on the charts. Right. Because um, it's like how the the like I'm proud to be an American song it it, it objectively slaps you know mm-hmm. when it's like I will gladly stand up it's like I gotta stand up yeah. it's, okay you know. so the first recorded version of the song was by Bing Crosby in 1939 uh, no you know chart stats on that one but we I gotta did get Bing that, on I did, the show eventually I I want I want to read this sentence that I just saw kind of glancing yeah, sure. over the song was recorded by New York City's singing cop. Daniel Rodriguez and charted for one week at number 99 on the Billboard Hot 100 as a single. It was we're we're too angry at the boomers like for being like y'all had it too mm. easy. Like they did. Mm. But oh, you could just be the singing cop and you could be w- the world famous singer of God Bless America Land that I love. Okay, yeah, let's look up this guy. Uh he was one of the department's dedicated national anthem singers. So the police have kind of a you know, uh, just just section for this where they can. Put I could you. become a billionaire like by becoming by naming myself the droll teacher and just having mm-hmm. like an editorial section where I'm like, hmm. One day a student said two plus two was three. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> How droll! That's your that's your catchphrase. Yeah, I invented that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, now you know that there's a guy called the singing cop out there. Yeah. So, Patreon.com/slash/postgamerthrones. Thank you. Uh, what do we got? Bach to Bach. Yeah. And I was expecting some, like, jokes on this one. Yeah, at this point I was expecting some jokes, because it's, you know, as I said, it's got the joke title. Mm-hmm. There's some, like, Technicolor Looney Tunes type whistling mm-hmm. at the start of it, and it's like, oh, there's some Judy Garland energy on the track. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bang, bang, bang goes the trolley. Let's go. Uh, um, and I think this whole track is just, like... If hey, did you ever want to listen to two people just be assholes? Well, I feel like this is this is what our haters would say listening to Fun Point is like. Yes, but cuz it, it's just <laughs> them like sort of talking out of their ass about being uh-huh. like, "Oh, this is good Bach. I love the the sensual mathematic quality." Yeah. Really the, the, the difference is they're both like, uh, yes, I've read Nietzsche uh, multiple times. Like, right. trying to... I would never talk about anybody that I've read. But but the 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 like analog is us being like, Randy Orton is actually pretty good. <laughs> like, he yeah, has, he has longevity in the in the business. So yeah, get well soon, Randy. <laughs> get yeah. Um, so I think the turn. I think I finally identified it. Like it, no, they they they. It's so sad at an improv scene where like somebody they 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 send out like a really good premise and they just move right past it because they're mm-hmm. you know they're nervous and they don't see that like oh no that's a really good bit that you could explore. So he like Mike says you know um, and I came from a very dull family. I had to um, actually had to sneak into my room to listen to Bach, mm-hmm. which is that like that's a comedic. I'm laughing at that because like typically you would have to sneak to like you know look at pornos or like listen yeah, yeah, yeah. to Eminem. Some some type of anything to get There's your brain. a turn. Yeah. There's uh-huh. like humor with a with two U's in it. And you could go so you could they could relate over this. She could be very, you know, high class and be appalled by his his low upbringing. Right. Yeah, that that would be a comedic point of view. 
but yeah <laughs> she just sort of it's a five minutes and 28 seconds which is almost snl skit length mm-hmm. and she just does sort of the same thing where it's like my family was middle class and there was proximity without relating and then mm-hmm. they just start talking about how various famous artists died yeah which is already a song they all died in a fucking airplane we know yeah it like, like just happened yeah it should be fresh in everyone's mind at this point yeah and this is for all the improvisers uh, listening you know we all know about you know the term playing to the top of your intelligence which they're really doing it wrong here they're do- mm-hmm. they hear that and they think oh that means i need to just rattle off all of the facts that i know mm-hmm. and it's like a salamander's an amphibian like no that's not yeah. no it's <laughs> about responding with emotional intelligence it's about mm-hmm. honoring the the scene honestly and acting the way your character would it Fuck see, you. see again Again, I just kind of, like, accidentally stumbled into another joke here. It's like, okay, they're doing all this very, you know, uh, high class, like, yes, I've read Encyclopedia Britannica over 14 times. Right. And then one of them says something like, did you know, I just thought it was interesting that uh, lobsters can live forever unless you kill them. And then they just get stuck on, like, crustacean facts or something. That would be really good. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, something. Anything to latch on to. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, they're all, like, just, like, printing out, like, they're printing out their Mensa diploma on the mimeograph. Yeah. And then they, yeah, they get just, like, really stuck on the, like, well, what if, what if you just, like, put it to sleep? Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would be, yeah, that would be fun. Or just just anything like uh, uh one one of the crab's claws is known as the crusher, which I find quite uh, undignified. Yeah, you know, like talk oh, talk shit I, about crabs. I don't know. And I think, well, yeah, one of the I think one of the also jokes later on that is attempted, um, like Mike mentions that like two thirds of the way through this, he's like, "Oh, can you scoot over? I'm like falling off the bed." Mm-hmm. So I think that's like part of the turn is like, oh, these aren't like music critics in the in the office. This is a husband and wife and they're not doing what you would usually do as husband and wife in bed. You know, he would usually like, you know, do the marital dance together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're just talking about uh, the big bopper will die in two years from now mm-hmm. in a plane crash. Be careful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be careful, big bopper. We're pulling yeah. for you. This is our warning. And then he didn't listen. And that's, mm-hmm. you know. Really good. Well, Do you want to talk about Tango? Let's talk about Tango. Um, this is, again, another one where I was expecting some sort of turn or, like, punchline or anything. I, w- I was just kind of hoping for, like, a beat or rhythm or, like, a yeah. tango. So I think it's, like, there. so here's, here's the track. They're doing the tango, right? They talk about eating Chinese food, and they talk about that they don't know what their postal zones are. And that's, that's another, that's another, they, they, they shot up a brick. Like mm-hmm. we, we would have fucking crushed this cause it's re- they had it all in front of them. Mm-hmm. They had the open layup lane to where, okay, so they're learning to dance. He's stepping on her toe. They're figuring out what the joke is going to be. Like, is the, are they going to go with like, he's clumsy for five minutes. What's going to be the game of mm-hmm. the scene? And you already mentioned it. Like they just, she like, she, she was just like, oh, we shouldn't have had all of that Kung Pao chicken before this dance. And it's like, uh-oh, you're dancing with your sweetie and you got to go poo-poo? So, oh, that's going to be embarrassing. Yeah, oh, you're going to poo-poo on the dance floor? You could like, have that's gone, the joke. You could have gone the poo-poo pee-pee route. And not, not even because it's 1950s, right? So you're not even going to be explicit and have big whoopee cushion noises. Yeah. But you can say something like, oh, I don't think my, uh, you know, these steps are making their way up into my... Yeah, oh, I, I left so my here, dancing here. shoes I, in the I fucking, stall. I fucking got it. He's try he's trying to come up with all these euphemisms about how he can't stop shitting and farting, right? <laughs> I'm already laughing, but, yeah. Exactly. See, simple enough. But she's taking it as like 
you know, she's trying to, like, motivate him to continue doing the dance, right? She's like, no, I believe in you, honey. We can get this. We have our big tango performance on Friday. And then he's trying to get away, but she thinks, you know, it's because he doesn't want to do the dance. It's because he's going to fart his whole ass out. Right, right. That's funny. Instead, they talk about postals. Your zip code. They recite their zip code to each other a bunch. Come on. And another way I was thinking of going is, okay, because they're like one, two, one, two, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the tracks hold tango, but it turns out they're doing something else. You know, even at the end, it's like, ah, and now we've completed the puzzle. Like anything. Right. Like, <laughs> if I was writing this, it would be like one, two, one, two. And Mike would be like, oh, I, uh, I, I, all I can focus on is number two right now. Y- see? Yes. It's right fucking, and that, that's what bothers me. It's I don't, such a I shame. I don't want to disrespect our titans, you know? It's such but a shame they didn't get us in there to punch this one up a little bit. I, yeah, if they fucking do any other stuff, mm. it's, there's even, it's so strange because you can see the, like, the strands that they didn't follow. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, so, so, okay, so it starts out, he's stepping on her toe by accident. Like that, okay, so we're, okay, maybe he's clumsy, that's the thing. They start talking about fortune cookies briefly. And then Elaine says, like, oh, Mike, it says that you're going to have a long trip. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, the joke is that he's going to, like, fuck up on the dance floor and he's going to trip. Yeah. And then that just never comes up again. And they just, like, it's not, this one's not even good improv. Like, this, (laughs) like, it's because there's not even, like, Elaine isn't even, like, like, you're not supposed to let your scene partner generate the entire shit. You're supposed to do it collaboratively. You're not supposed Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, I don't know. What about you? Because because he, he's like, what's your zip code? And he, she's like, oh, I don't know. What is it? And it's like, that's not playing to the top of your intelligence. Yes. You can't just delegate to your partner all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you think at the end when they said like, okay, the tango's over and now we're going to go play ping pong. Olay is, are they, is that like, are they, is the joke like they're going to, they're going to go like go to pound town. I think they were being racist. Oh, I, I like to think they were being racist. <laughs> I don't know. It just I I feel like that was just like a funny thing you could say. Like ping pong is another, you know, if you just heard about ping pong. It's like fudgical. It's a funny word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and he says ole and it's they're doing the voices that make them sound like they're being squares on purpose. Mhm. Like the joke is like ha oh, ha ha. Those aren't zip codes so funny and it's like Yeah, they're I doing the, I don't they're get doing your turn. They're doing the Dave Chappelle white person voice that he did. Yeah, and it's like it's Ooh, if, if they knew about the Farquad point in 1958, they yes, wouldn't have done it because they exactly. wouldn't have doing it at this album. Uh huh. So, anyways, anyway. uh, Sonata for Piano and Celeste. Yeah, uh, uh, I think... there, there's two names because it's five minutes and 37 seconds are longest. Yeah. Skit. So this one, I, I I guess he's supposed to be like a hypnotist or like some type of. I think mentalist. this one has the strongest point of view. Yes. Like, this one this is the one... clearest, like, if I had to write a paper about, like, the comedy in this album, I would write about this one, because it's, mm. you can, you can, you can trace it from top to, top to bottom, start to finish. So, he, she's talks. she can't walk, her legs don't work. Her legs don't work, and yeah, and Mike is, like, talking like a, a fucking, like, uh, binaural beats guy. Yeah. He's like, you must go into your mind and tell me what happened at your beautiful sister's wedding. There is there is one line that got, you know, another sensible chuckle out of me, which was, there's nothing organically wrong with your legs, <laughs> which is just a great way to put that. Yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, um, so she, the, the, mm. the bit is uh, Elaine. She has a younger sister who got married, and like she's gorgeous. And the joke is that like, or like the character trait is that like Elaine's like, oh, I I love her. She's great. I was always told that I was super ugly, and my mom yeah. never liked me. And my mom always loved my beautiful sister, and she got all the yeah, toys. Yeah, my she's beautiful great. my beautiful sister was getting married, and my mom said every day to me, she said, Elaine, you look like Shrek. You look like just a real <laughs> piece of shit out there. You look like this new storybook that I just bought called Shrek. Yeah. Uh, and there's this wedding that happened where something went wrong and we're trying to figure out through uh, the power of hypnosis. Seven, uh, seven songs in to this al- comedy album from 1950 something. And we get our first banana peel now. That's right. It took us this because they knew what everyone was waiting for and they had to give it to the fans. Yeah. So then we learned that Gladys, uh, Elaine May's character, is a little bit of the Joker in this one. She's, mm-hmm. you know, she's it's 1958. What's funnier than like than like talking to somebody who's like who's like the Joker? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, <laughs> actually, a quite terrible thing happened to my sister at her wedding. Come to think of it. She fell down. She fell down a big banana peel slip and she tripped over somebody's foot and a big cream pie fell onto her bottom. She said it was a disgusting foot. It was very disrespectful with the toes sticking out. Yeah, that was a disgusting act. Uh And um, so then, you know, the guy's like, do you remember carrying a banana peel from your banana breakfast into the wedding and also you, having feet? Yeah, do you remember your nasty-ass toes on that very day? <laughs> and then she's like, oh, no, it can't be me. It shan't be me. Yes, you have to remember. You were the one who pulled the banana peel prank. And then, and then she's like, I know, I was eating my Rice Krispies and just uh-huh. happened to store a banana. And that's another, like, a lot of the humor just seems to be, like, specificity which like a lot of modern snl does where it's like uh-huh. the joke is that you say tinder because that's an app that people know about yeah. I was, like, there's I a lot of jokes uh, that are just like uh, uh rice krispies instead of cereal i thought that's... you were gonna say extending the bit but with no like end in sight <laughs> just, yeah like, that, that as well <laughs> yeah because you know one minute in like where they're going hmm. um so yeah if you if you open up snl at 11 30 and you see uh, President Alec Baldwin Trump, and then you see, like, a chef making cream pies and putting them out on the windowsill behind him. You know mm-hmm. he's he's blasting ass on that within the next three minutes. Yes, so just exactly. get over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the therapist puts it together that it's like the guilt took the use of her legs and she admits it. Oh, I, this is one of my um, certified um, respect humor moments of this album. Mm-hmm. So Mike goes on this big fucking long monologue where it's just like... Oh, you see, it was your guilt that... And all the while, Elaine is just, like, muttering, kill, hate. Yeah, yeah. Blood, gun, sword. Like, that was actually... That that was a great... That was an Uh inspired little moment. Uh Uh-huh. And then there's the little twist at the end where it's like, now she's fixed, but she can't move her arms. Oh, at least there was some twist at the end. Like, yeah, that's the thing where it's like, that is that that is a, an ironic twist. There's irony happening. Mm-hmm. There's funny character. There's allusions to pop culture because Rice Krispies was sort of like the the mm-hmm. four loco of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got Chopin. So I got to tell you something. Uh, I don't have any notes on this song. I think I forgot to listen to it. I was, yeah, I, can I say just <laughs> a little, not a like, little per, a, I'm not doing the bit, no jokes, no notes. Well, no jokes, yes, but no notes, yeah. perfect. I just don't have any notes for this song, so can I don't I, know what I, To do a production meeting on the air, like, such genuine respect for you for bringing this much heat. I thought I was going to be on my own from, like, track three. I, 
I take my work very seriously. Yeah, and that's that helps me to when I, you know, six weeks from now when I'm thinking about my next pick, you know, now it's like, well, you know, Eddie will listen to anything. He told oh, me so. Yeah, Eddie will listen to whatever album you tell him at least three times through. Yeah. So. So this one is not so good. Um, okay. This, this, I don't like it. So I'll, I'll keep it short since since this might be. No, this is the one where Elaine is playing like a little four year old girl and doing the voice and Mike is her daddy. And it's not I don't like I don't that like sounds it. really cool. So it's she says the word daddy every it's not it's not a good vibe. And he, it's like he's leaving because of some nonspecific like marital problem. And she's like, daddy, will you write me and send me a Christmas present? Mommy was crying and her uncle Roscoe, who always came to visit when you were gone, was crying, too. And it's like the joke okay, so the joke was that, you know, mommy was 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 fucking daddy's mm. brother or whatever. Mm. Mm. And um Oh man, I wish you listened to this for the one part where like um the uh, Elaine is like or uh Mike says, you know, I'm sorry, sweetie, but if I don't go away, there are, there are men outside and they're going to send me to that place where they where where they, where they He's going to Mike that me. place. And I was like, Mike's going to that place. So yeah, the 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 the, the turn is okay, daddy's cheating on Mike on doing, <laughs> doing the fucking like viper slam on the ground and just like pounding his fist. Yeah, it's uh, Ugh. yeah. When I, I I came home from work late one night and uh, I, I saw Uncle Roscoe's uh, car in the mm. in the, <laughs> at the foot of the bed. I was just pounding the floor, <laughs> waiting for them to get up so I could RKO them out of nowhere. With the, yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it's a weird ending. Like, um. So she's like, "Can you talk to me on the telephone, Daddy?" And she starts leaving, and she starts like crying and being like, "Daddy, don't go." And it's like, really, really good closer, like a good yeah, button kind to your of, comedy kind album. Of an, an odd is the joke supposed to be like it's this you know family falling apart to this like classical music that is you know meant meant to stir. Yeah, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to smash to Chopin. Yeah. Um, that would be silly. So, that's the joke. That's the joke, I think. Because then, okay, comedy. so like he leaves uh, door slam a doll's house, very dramatic. And then like she just like in sort of like a a more mature voice, she just like matter of factly says, "Well, there he goes again." So I guess the oh that joke really was funny. that she was like putting it on because he always gets mm-hmm. cheated on by mommy with mommy and. Yes. That's how the Here's, album ends. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a fast one on him this time. He's not gonna know it hit him. Papa, will you please get me creepsicle from Mister Softy? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, didn't work. Sorry, right. honey. We only well, have funny fudgical. Well, that's my comedy album. Goodbye. Yeah, and everybody says thank you. Five stars. Thank you. Woo-hoo. I don't. Again, I don't. I would never want to be a hater on the Fun Point Show where we listen to music that we don't like, mm. but. It hit me after my second or third listen through that, like, this is not, like, I don't mean to be doing the pitchfork monkey pee-pee thing, mm-hmm. where, like, you know, I have a lot of respect for the form, you know, it's it's embarrassing and silly, but I love doing it, like, I, I'm not removing myself from improv. I just feel like, unironically, if you released, in, in 1958 or now, a vinyl record that was just, like, stock fart sounds for 35 minutes, it would mm-hmm. get bigger laughs for any person in any period of time yes regardless it's timeless you could show this to king henry like Uh in the 1300s Mm. and like he and you could get him a translator and everything Mm. like he's gonna he's gonna say do the record where it's like the fart button yes and it's like eight fart sounds that just like go back and forth like eventually you're gonna hear like the short wet one enough times that it's gonna it's gonna crack you up yes 
Uh-huh. And then, you know, there's going to be one time you're expecting, like, a big, a big airy blast and you just get a little squeaker, like. Classic. Yeah, and that's, that's the turn. It's, mm. you know, it's, uh, it's misdirection. It's funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would, I would heartily recommend, um, <laughs> Elaine May and Mike Nichols films. Uh-huh. And, uh, enjoy improv by people who are inspired by them, which is pretty much everybody. Yes. Uh, do we do Slap City or questions first? Yeah, we do Slap City. Okay. Um, let's see. I went first last time, so you're up now. Um, yeah, I, so, um, before, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of other Mike and Nichols songs streaming, so I had to Mm. go outside of the box a little bit. Um, before, I had a little improv ritual that I would do, like, my first several years where I would, like, listen to, like, Hope Punk (laughs) to, like, to, like, pump myself up and, like, get confidence before a show. Mm -hmm. Um... So I'm going to uh, to submit the song that I would always listen to before, like, my my big improv shows in front of 15 people in the back of a TGI Fridays. Mm-hmm. And that is Pollyanna, I Believe in You by Catherine Warwick from okay. the Earthbound soundtrack. Okay. <laughs> Let me slap that onto the... Uh, or it might be originally from Mother, whatever. You know what, you know what the fuck it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, one day I'm going to play that game. Yeah, you'll uh, like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So as, <laughs> as I was, I was listening to this, I had to take, you know, a few pauses and just say, I, I'm going to listen to, to something to get my blood flowing in some yeah, way. Yeah. A couple of bitter beings just real quick. Yeah. And, and then I realized that one thing it was like, oh, I haven't listened to this group in a while. That was like suggested to me on streaming service. Sure. Let me check this out. And I thought this is something that if you played it for someone in 1950, whatever, they would explode into bones immediately mm-hmm. uh so i'm picking the song brand new day by the group baby metal oh yeah uh, okay baby metal goes hard and also the guy from polyphia plays guitar on this one and it has like his production style which is a bunch of weird like trap type sound effects sure. with like tasty guitar and it would just completely blow blow the guts out of anyone sure who heard it at the time i like that that's right next to like my like very like sweet and simple like Mm -hmm. video game song that's gonna be really good for the listeners i like the synergy it's a little bit bit of both of us i like it yes Uh uh-huh uh so that's my pick uh questions respect at you love to hear it on twitter uh some people didn't want to talk about this one all that much i uh i think they'll want to listen to it now though uh, we did get one from friend of the show. You gotta stop doing this to me every week. Ain't <laughs> uh, no, ain't no Barbus. He no Moheji. And sure. everybody, everybody in the chat is gonna be like, Eddie didn't get the reference. Yeah, <laughs> Eddie didn't get the hidden joke in that, and he said it out loud. And Antigone Progany on Twitter says, "You have to endure four hours of banana peel cream pie. Why I oughta comedy from Vampire Times." Or two hours of um, awkward, check please, uh, he's right behind me, isn't he? Comedy. Which do you choose and why? I I think the medium plays a factor. Because sure. if, this, if it's like the Three Stooges greatest hits or whatever, I would pick that just to say like I watched some Three Stooges shit. Yeah, you know? just 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 to impress people. They're like yeah, kind of a just I'm very well read in the Stooges. Yeah, I know all about uh, shit. Things of two, that nature. Two hours of that other stuff is just like any Marvel movie. Yeah, that's what I, the, to me it's. Uh, you know, I would. Lo- I feel like I have a pretty high tolerance for listening to bad shit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's two hours and four hours is a big like two hours yeah. of um awkward check please he's right behind me isn't he like i do that three times a week yeah and so four hours of my it. favorite movie is kind of tough mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. it, yeah if you reverse the times i would rather have you know two hours of banana peel cream pie why i oughta mm-hmm. um it's it's whatever's in that slot yeah yeah, yeah. but i gotta I, t- I gotta t- check out safety last by by harry lloyd great movie mm-hmm. you'll like might it ha- might have to dip into that uh, at you love to hear it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and with that being said, I'd like to give a a special thank thank to our uh, best friend of the show and above to your patrons oh, thank as, you. I, I, like as I loaded up. Starting with Ziva, Valerie W, Trigger Harpy, Tufster McGee, The Master DS, then you, Sylvie Bullet, Why I order? <laughs> Stephanie Ruff, Silvery Air, Sensual Kazoo, Sarah Lucky Dice Kirby, Ryan West, Ryan Lester, Paul Morant, Paul Blart, Fleshcart, Nero Wyvern, Morg, Haunting the Morgue, Minowin Chomsky, Milk Succubus, Maximilian Rower, Matt Berger, Magenta Rice, Magdalene Jenny, Lauren LeBlanc, Kiwi, K Darling, Giannis Capuvari, It Was a Penguin, Hecabee, Graham of Steel, Dio Brando Stole My Massive Joe Star Dick, Derek, Great Big Sword, David Besser Runs with Lesser, Caroline Savage, Audrey Olson, Anna XB, Andres Gonzalez, Alex C, Sarah and Blair, Roy, Paul Bechtel, Patrick Gallagher, Neve Noel Williams, Destry Hawk, Curse Goat, Big Flat Bunt, Antigone Progany, and Alex Shaw. Thank you respect. for respect for the donations. Uh, speaking of friend of the show, Antigone Progany. Oh yeah, we got yeah Patreon pick exclusive. The fucking whatever the the NFL draft the pick is in sound. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, here, let me get this, uh, email up. Okay. Hello. I'll be honest and say that this album isn't my favorite by this particular artist, but it is the one that you gotta listen to. Plus, my favorite album by them is 128 minutes long, and I don't want to force you to listen to all that. Thank you. I I hope you enjoy the gay melancholia, the Prussian, and the dog motifs of Car Seat Headrest 2011 Indie Rock Masterpiece Twin Fantasy, parentheses, mirror to mirror, close parentheses. I've heard of that. Uh, also, of uh, translator's note, there's another album, different album, called Twin Fantasy Face to Face, which is not the one we're listening to. That's the to. one with the hugging hugging guys on it. I think both of them, the one is different. So we're listening to the one from 2011, tw- yeah, 2011, not 2018. Oh, okay, okay. This this also has hugging them on it. Yes, hugging them. Thank you. Uh, so I, it's time yeah, for for us to find out what car seat headrest sounds like. Yeah, I'm. I've. I these these are my favorite uh, Patreon picks because it's really. I've been so tired the last ten years of being like, oh, I've been meaning to listen to them mm-hmm. uh, with car seat headrest. So now I yeah. now I can do it because I've, yeah. I'm being paid to. <laughs> Yeah, is it is it gonna are they gonna sound like the front bottoms or the national? There's no way to know. Yeah, there's no way to know what the national sounds like, even though we've talked yes. about them on the show. Uh are, are they gonna sound like Joey Badass? Well, we'll just have to find yeah. out two weeks from now on Fun Point. Uh well that's that. Thank you. You know what? Thank you to Elaine. Thank and you to Elaine. Thank you to Mike. I enjoy your, your yeah. products uh, by and large. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you for everything you've done. Uh, yeah, thank you to, you know, without them, we might have never gotten Ryan and Colin. Exactly, so, respect. But we also may not, may never have gotten Greg Proops, so it's like, they're on thin ice. Yeah, it's it's kind of, you know, it, I think it's a net positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you to, uh, thank you to the dentist. 
Oh yeah, thank, thank you to thank you. the the classic characters. Uh, what was there? The grubby woman and fat man from Mysterioso. Yeah. Those were uh-huh. those were great characters. Yeah, thank Squat you to man. all the all the short train conductors out there. Yeah, keep on. Yeah, all of the, all of the the dental hygienists that mm-hmm. uh, teach people of other nations about oral wherever wherever you look at teeth, respect to you. Yeah, because um, one day you may have to look at mine, and that's not going to be good for you. Yeah. Oh man, the next time I the next time I get dental insurance, uh, it's over. Mm-hmm. For, it's over for the yep. dentist. It's it's over for them. <laughs> yeah. They're oh they're. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to see my bubble teeth and they're going to be yeah. like, this is... It's always good when they take x-rays and the dentist says, my God, what have you done? So, yeah. <laughs> you know, just something to look forward to. Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to get my dentist a new publication out of what I got cooking in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next week we're on Transball, we're wrapping up Yuri on Ice, the mm-hmm. last two episodes. And many are and- asking, what's next? What's next? We'll tell you soon. You're- you'll find out. I mean, you probably know what it is. Use if, if real chance bowl heads can can kind of navigate the yeah, path yeah, yeah. and figure it out, uh, yeah. and then we'll listen to car seat headrest and tell you that it was good. So yeah, I, I expect to. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful well, dark twin fantasy. Can't wait to listen to it. Give me some reggae. Let's go bolts. Let's go bolts. Bolts and seven. Bolts and seven, baby. Bye. Hit my music. Bye. <laughs>